Are we rolling? Oh, yeah. Well, we're rolling. I wasn't sure. We rolled it. Is your time right on your camera? Where do you see the time? 1224. <coughs> In the top left corner. I think the time is wrong. Well, at least it's only the uh, the hour and not like the Zoom was when we did uh, the recording yesterday, where it was off by a year. Oh, God. <laughs> How was it off by a year? Because I had to switch the batteries. Oh, my. And so when you switch the batteries, it resets the clock. Oh, God. And, <laughs> and it was... Just a little off. A little bit too. Just a tad. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit off. Alright. We're good. Are we? Here we are. Live at... Live. 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 Camera says 1225. But it's not. iPad says 1124. Which one is it? <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Live, we have a new coffee, Karen. We do. We do. The coffee you're drinking. Okay. Okay. This is uh, Chiapas, and it's uh, I would call it mild. Eleven twenty-five. Live at eleven twenty-five. Vamping. It's always a good thing. And this was inside the bag, too. What is that? I have no idea. What is that? Looks like a really big guitar pick. Oh, God. Your mother just turned like a drunk person, like super slowly. I don't know what that means. I love that we can't FaceTime in the, on, while on the same Wi-Fi. I don't know why they put this in here. It says... The contact information? Well, it says Mezcla de la Casa. But, and then it says 100% Veracruz, 100% Chiapas, 100% Oaxaca. But this is Chiapas. So I don't know why they put this in the bag. <clears throat> I don't know why they did that. It doesn't make sense to me. I don't know what they're trying to tell me. But, but, it's got the Amazon on the back. What? Why are you asking? Because I bet you said we were going to have that pre-recorded. Did we, did we pre-record it? No. Why are you whispering? Because I don't want to say it. You know, because you know the thing can hear you right there. I can't hear you, but... But the thing can hear you. It can't. That's why Actually, it can. And everybody can see you talking. No. You just look like a crazy person because you're talking <laughs> No, that's not <laughs> how that works. All right, so roll the intro. Roll the intro. Okay. I can't do it a better way. <laughs> Every week. If you want me to do it differently, you have to give me some okay, direction. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> I want you to do the roll the intro now. Roll the intro.
me to do it. <laughs> However you choose to do you it. You don't like it every time I do it. Choice theory at its best. However you choose to do it is how I want you to do it. You want the enthusiasm. I don't. Maybe it's the hands. Maybe it's the arms. How am I supposed to show enthusiasm if I don't? Well, it's in the voice. Imagine if you if somebody closed their eyes, what would they what would they be hearing? I guess that's what that's what you have to imagine. But this is video. Yeah, I know. You don't make it better by moving your. But they need some sort of visual. But maybe maybe your problem is going this way. This way. Instead of going this way. Supposed to that doesn't look good. It could. You could be pointing. There's lots of gestures that you would do to the people. Maybe that's I, no jazz. <laughs> this is not jazz hands. See, because you 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 tend to want to do the jazz hands, and that no. that shouldn't be a thing that happens. I just go out. Jazz I don't hands. do jazz hands. Jazz. See, see, oh see, see. Oh god, it's like an earthquake. It is. Jesus. The whole, the whole screen just went freaking nuts. And I'm extremely blown out. It doesn't matter. Nobody's, nobody's recording the sleeping mommy or your blown out face. Yes. Nope. You look fine on the, um, on the, on the cam. On the cam one. The sound is rolling, yes. What? Um, yeah? Sort of? Oh, no. Why? We need to pause. No, we don't. Why do we need to pause? We need to pause. Why do we need to pause? This is funny. Why? <laughs> we need to pause. Why? We need pausing? Oh God. oh God! Are you kidding me? After all this, now it's I gotta go to the bathroom. And I can't get through because. Right, and you can't get through on your rolly chair. O M G! See, this is this is this is live podcasting. This is what it looks like, people. No crew. If we had a crew, we would just pause everything. But we don't have a crew, which means you have to run up and downstairs and stuff. We can't roll an ad. Sure we can. We have ads recorded. No, those things were the the the, the sadness and badness of ads. They're gonna be recorded today after the mommy does the bathroom thing. Could you come on? Oh goodness! Why am I on? Because you've got better knees than mine. So now you have to entertain the people. I'm not entertaining nobody. I'm just going to sit here and sit here. Speaking of directing, definitely need to watch um, uh, uh, My Name is Dolomite. Definitely need to watch watch, that. I have to watch Dolomite first. Yeah, you need to watch Dolomite first, but you definitely need to watch uh, the... And then listen to the analysis. Dolomite is my name. Not my name. Yeah. Dolomite. Dolomite is my name. You need to watch the the watch the original, then watch Dolomite is my name, then watch or listen to the Back of the Theater podcast and their deep dive into into the film. It's very very yeah. That that's your required watching for this week.
recommended. Okay, Karen, are you back? No, you sure you're back? No. <laughs> I like how you're like, yeah, I'm back. Are you sure? You're back? Are you positive? I'm not feeling great. I'm not feeling great. Well, that's okay. What are you saying? You're done? Your podcast is over now? This is it? This is it for the week? Is there a space like this? No, that's, no, that's too much work to be doing nothing. So I just might be quieter than usual. Well, no. You're the main talker, man. See, I'm only here to facilitate the podcast. You'd rather be behind the camera. See, I'm I'm the cameraman. I'm not supposed to be in front of the camera. I'm supposed to be behind the camera. So, I am... uh, Yeah, okay. (laughs) The camera breaker (laughs) is not the beauty. So, you know, I'm trying to... I'm just like I said. I am the facilitator of the podcast. I make sure we get all the stuff we need, all of the Cowboy Studio stuff we can find, <laughs> to make sure that... No, we don't. We have two things that are Cowboy Studio. Two. Two things. Two Cowboy things. What are you talking about? Everything else is newer. Oh. Only the light bulbs. I'm looking at a newer thing right here. I know you are. I put it there. Even the light bulbs aren't Cowboy Studio, even nope. though they sent them in a Cowboy Studio box, mm-hmm. which was weird. Because mm-hmm. on the inside, they're just normal light bulbs. They're, well, normal they're big s- light bulbs. Right, bulbs. they're not normal. They're normal, gigantic light bulbs. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. wait. They're not Cowboy Studio light bulbs? I bought Cowboy no, Studio No, they're... They came I in a Cowboy they, Studio box. I think, yeah, I think they're the ones doing the selling of them, but they're... Those light bulbs are not... Special or anything. They were in. They were in Tigrawi. Those ginormous yep. ones. The next time I order them, I should look for at Tigrawi instead of on Amazon. Maybe. I mean, you could look, but it's essentially it was just Tigrawi. It's just a light bulb. It's just a big light bulb, and I think there's venting, just in case they get too hot. And they probably work well in this enclosed light box, so they don't overheat and damage start fires and stuff because they can vent because that thing is semi-closed yeah all right you got a list i don't but i never have a list for this podcast do you have a list i have my trip to eames and you have a q of the w Do have a Q of the W. Which one do you want first? Whichever one you say. I gotta go find the Q of the W. You gotta go find it? What the F? Where is your list? I feel like we should start the podcast over. No, we do not need to start the podcast over. No, we don't need to have you jazz hands all over the place. No. No, we don't. We've been rolling the whole time. They've been watching all of this. So, no. Absolutely not. What'd you say? Why don't you talk about your Halloween um, experience at the school? So in other words, you can't find it, so you're looking and, and you need people to vamp? I'm looking. I told you I'm looking. In other words, you need people to vamp. Just say vamp. No, I just saw your pictures and thought, oh, you should tell them about that. Oh, boy. What's on your list? Uh, let's see. 
Should we do some game stuff? Should we just do it in this podcast? No. We could just do one. No, because I have stuff for the intro. You do? You got game stuff? It's not much, but I do. Okay. All right. Uh, let's see here. I've got... <sighs> it was a it was a short week at work. Basically, it was three days, then Halloween, Dia de Muertos, and then no school for Dia de Muertos. So it was it's fairly a short week. But my issue this week was what I figured was going to happen, which then did. Where I, I re, I, it hit me that nobody was talking about what we were doing for Halloween. Typically in the past, this was something that the English department took care of. Uh, the English department at this school is, was like literally one person. Well, that one person's not there anymore. So... Basically, the person that would have been overseeing whatever was going to happen for Halloween, they weren't there. And so nobody was talking about it. And then all of a sudden, the day before, it was, I was waiting for them to start saying, you know, oh, we're going to do X, Y, Z because they have all these other meetings that they don't have us come to. And there's only two of us in secondary that... Speak the, speak the English. So, we had a meeting, and nothing came up about it, which I thought was interesting. So, uh, um, yeah, they did a kind of a costume thing, and they judged it, and that was it. That's all they did for Halloween, essentially. It doesn't sound very exciting. And then Data Muertos, they did a whole lot more. Uh, there was a giant ofrenda, which was, it was actually really big. And they did, um, oh, I don't know the name of it, where they take the colored sawdust and the orange flower and they made these large... I don't know what they're called. It's similar to the thing that you get in India with the sand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but they made three, three or four of those. Four, I think. Four. Um, which was kind of cool. Um, they made a, a kind of a cemetery. And apparently my, we found out the day that uh, my coworker is going to die. Because he was a, <laughs> he was on one of the gravestones, which was hilarious. Oh, no. the guy from Sashway. Yep. So Dang, it was. It was. It was. I mean, the it was okay. It it they spent. They try. I mean, basically, they had that. They had to keep all the kids at school till probably around twelve or whatever. But everything they did could have been done in an hour. They, like, there was no reason to hold people there, and I think that's the, the planning part that didn't happen. They, they just know that, oh, we're going to keep kids here from 7 
something 7.30 in the morning, and we're going to keep them to 12 when you basically could have let them all go at, like, 10. So, it made for it made for one of those days. Very long, very boring day. Even though the stuff that they did was nice, it was okay. It was that's not that that's not what I'm saying is was a problem. The problem was it was just too much time allotted for it, which made it stretch way out and it made it too long and it was just not it didn't feel great. I mean, kids were just sitting around. There was nothing for them to do. Oh, oh, oh. And the other thing while Thriller might be a Halloween style of, of song to play for some, like, background noise, Billie Jean is not. Oh, God. <laughs> and Billie Jean and Thriller on repeat for a couple of hours really is not. Just, I'm just oh, saying. that's not cool. I'm really Where just Where was saying. the Monster Mash? And- Where was all of the Halloween songs? There's so many. I was just sitting there going like, I was just sitting there like, why, why didn't I bring my laptop with all of my music? Because my God, people, I have all of this Halloween music, you know, appropriate for the day of, and appropriate for school. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Appropriate for elementary and, you know, sounds and all kinds of stuff. And yeah. It was bad. Poor babies. I kept getting pictures all throughout the day from my coworkers of all my kids and all the big huge party they were having and I had to do nothing. I couldn't go. It made me so sad. You said you couldn't go. You can't go down to the downstairs. What are you talking about? I went to the the doctor's office, well, the health department. Well, come on down here now. Come on. We'll set up a chair for you. Come on. Let's go. I don't have it in you. Yeah, that's what I thought. You ain't got it in you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I I thought about it this morning when I was getting out of the shower. Oh, I should go downstairs. And then I changed my mind when my legs started throbbing in the front. Mm-hmm. Like I fell this week. You gotta stop falling down, man. You can't fall down and break your hip. I didn't fall down, but our shower has this really sharp point on the outside. And it is it is brutal. And I stepped on with my left heel, I stepped on it while on crutches in our teensy weensy little bathroom and fell forward. Onto my right leg, and it still hurts. That was Thursday. That was home when I was getting ready to go to the doctor's office. Or the, the health department. Who was that? Ghost. Was it? But what was the sound? Well, it is the day. Ghost. Uh, like somebody, something tipped. Ghost. It wasn't a ghost. It was a ghost. Dude, you're wearing a ghost t-shirt. You're just counting the fact that it could have been a ghost. Because it's boo shit. Sorry. Boo sheet. I should have worn my boobies, huh? Yeah. You should have worn your boobies. I'm missing an entire group of t-shirts from our movies. I cannot You're not missing them. anything. You just have to go through those boxes. I went through, through them. Every box. Oh, you didn't go through them. They're probably in a 
Suitcase. Did you look in the suitcase in the in the thing right now? Did you check that out? I have a suitcase in there right now that has stuff in it. Where? In the wardrobe. I didn't know that. Oh, God. <laughs> so it might be in there. Or in... In... Offset here. In offset? In... In the area that is offset. That is unseen. The unseen sadness and badness to our right. Because our, our studio is so big. <laughs> We have one. Have one what? A place. Because if we had to set up in that teeny tiny little living room, we'd be. But we would have the same amount of space. Right. I'll see your point. I don't understand your problem. We literally would have the same amount of space. So it's just it's just our studio. One giant our studio. Example. Our our. Once the Patreon gets done and people can start sending in the monies. Then we can afford the studio space. Because you're all over the Patreon, I know. We have to set up a s- exclusive content or... But that's not the thing. If, what? if we get the Patreon up first, then all that other stuff is secondary. What's secondary? The... No, you have to offer the, the exclusive content or merchandise or whatever. No, we can give exclusive stuff. I can sign things with my ass. <laughs> just sit in, sit in the ink and then just... And then send it, like, I said, signed artwork, signed photography, I just... Make it with my make it a, ass. Like, scan it on a printer and make it a stamp. And make it big. Oh, a stamp. An make ass it, stamp. <laughs> like That'd be awesome. Make it a stamp in Photoshop. Just, or like a, like a custom brush. Uh, or I could just sit on a, sit on a, on a, on a copy machine. That's what I was saying. Sit I on just a copy machine and then it scans it and then you can use that in, <laughs> as a stamp in Photoshop. <laughs> Oh, that's our that's our first piece of of traveling far's merch. We could we could have a <laughs> we could have a sticker a sticker that you could put on your notebooks and such. A decal for cars, <laughs> just a big ass print. No. Traveling farts. Oh, come on now. <laughs> ah, that would be awesome. That's terrible. All right. You need, uh, you need what else do I have? The name. The Traveling Farts. Um, going from country to country, one poop at a time. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. Um, <laughs> that would not be awesome. What else do I have here? Halloween events and... No. I already did the school. PlayStation View is going away. How do you feel about this? This game chat, man. No, 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 no. This is life chat here. PlayStation I View was TV. I don't even know what that means. Huh? I don't, I don't even know what that means. So, so you care a lot about PlayStation View. It's just a, like a TV subscription on... Yeah, on the PlayStation, it, it allowed, I guess, PlayStation owners to subscribe and then get... Content, TV content, mm. PlayStation View, and they've been shopping it around for a while, and nobody wanted to buy it. Oh. So that tells you how popular it is. Right. At the same time that Apple TV Plus 
has come out. So, so, Karen, are you ready for that Apple TV Plus? All we have to do is buy an Apple TV and we get a year free. Box, right? Yep. I don't think it's worth. And a- actually, if we just subscribe, it's already built into the Roku. I added the channel today. How much is a subscription a year? I think it's four ninety nine a month. I don't really want it. I'm just telling you. Yeah. I to There's say. nothing about it. There is literally nothing on it that I want. Huh? And we never, we never watch anything on Amazon Prime. That's not my. That's, not that's true. Also, you talking about? Who, who? What do you watch? What do you watch on Amazon Prime? I don't. Keegan oh, okay. does. What does Keegan watch on Amazon Prime? Vampire Diaries. Huh? Vampire Diaries. And I have watched a couple episodes of Seinfeld on there because it's not enough. There is another show that I was going to watch that's only on the Man in High Castle. Yeah, that one. That's the one that I wanted to see because I love those dystopian type shows. That's like Nazi. It's if Nazi one Wolfenstein ish. Yep. I've watched the Annie and we I kinda wanted to check that out. Did you say Zelda? She said young Sheldon. Oh, we were, we were watching that. So did day. you watch it on Amazon Prime? Yeah. Yeah. On That's the only place you can get it. So why aren't you watching it? Because I, I, when I'm watching a series with the children, I tend not to move forward without the children. And so when I say, hey, let's watch this, and they you know, say, it's, oh, I don't want to. It's always there. Yeah, they can, can always start go back. Also. Whether but, you watch it or not, they can always, you know, catch up. That is they don't need you to catch up. Why I asked for the sign-in information, so now I'm signed in on my computer to the Amazon. And the Netflix. See, I would tend to watch it more on the computer too, but it's available with the Roku, I believe. Yeah, it's just a channel. Yeah, yeah, you, you have it on the TV. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, we're in, we're into, we're into the streaming wars now. Oh yeah, we're we're totally into it. We got the Apple TV, with, with gaming, PlayStation views going TV. away. Well, I'm just talking about just. Shows, uh, Apple TV. You got your Amazon Prime. The Disney comes the out in ten days. Disney will be out shortly. I mean, and we can't get it. I absolutely want to see the Mandalorian. Yeah. Um, of all the things on the Disney, that's the one thing I want to see. And a lot of yeah, the. Yeah, we can't get it in Mexico. Yeah, I know, but that's the only show I want to see. Well, and yeah. is it worth subscribing? Shows. The and the Marvel shows. shows when they come out. I don't think anything's coming out day one, though. Except for The Mandalorian, right? I think maybe one or two of the Marvel things come out day one. I don't think so. Maybe, maybe the What If? No, the What If is like years out. Is it not? The What If I series remember. is I think is maybe one or two shows. Maybe what? Ghosts. Um, maybe Ghost like, Man, maybe like, damn Ghost. Maybe like Moon Knight or something. Some, one of those, I think, comes out. It might be ghost day, but that don't mean I got to deal with them. Stop knocking things over. I know. <laughs> shit. Stop knocking shit over. <laughs> I don't know. I I want to say at least one thing from Marvel comes out day one on the Disney Plus. But those are the only two things I want to see. Are the, is the Mandalorian and... Yeah, I want to see supposed to be an Obi-Wan show, too. That's not day one. No, but there's more uh, Star Wars stuff is my point. 
My thing is, Star Wars is, is it worth subscribing <laughs> to any of these things right now? The Apple TV, I don't think it. I, I'm sorry, I like Jason Momoa and everything, and I like, I like, uh, you know, I, I want to see the the show that he's going to be in, but I don't know if I want to subscribe to see it. Right. And it's like uh, HBO Go. I really want to see Watchmen, but I don't think I want to get HBO Go to see it. So. That's a download. Maybe. Or wait for it to hit other services. Right, Netflix or something. Oh, it's not going to hit Netflix. But they did that with Runaways, which I was super confused about because that's a Hulu show. It even says Hulu. Yeah, it's a Hulu show. show, But it's on Netflix. Yeah, but only what? It's after what a year after the after the season, and then it hits Netflix. I know, it did, it's not they, on. Why would it go to Netflix? Because they, you know, they want more distribution. They want to be as you know, hit as many eyeballs as possible. Yes. But I, I'm, I'm what I'm. What my point in bringing these things up is the idea that is it worth it? Is any of it worth it? Right. Because honestly, the Apple thing. I, I'm sorry, Reese Witherspoon. Steve Carell. If they were on, if they were on regular TV, I wouldn't watch them. I wouldn't watch the show. I wouldn't watch whatever they're showing, whatever that show is. I wouldn't watch it. You know, um, C, which is the Jason Momoa show. That's the only one I really want to see coming from the Apple. I, I is it worth it? What do you think? But people are spending more than that for cable. Well, it would be almost the same amount as a cable, just just a few dollars less than more than basic cable. And then you still get no NBC, ABC, CBS, PBS programming. You still got to find a way to get all that stuff, unless you have the CBS. They're all access. Well, CBS was part of that. Yes, but the CBS CBS All Access gives you some of the local, like, stuff because it's CBS. And, oh, 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 and don't forget Peacock. NBC streaming service. Oh, yeah, it's coming for you. reading about the CBS thing was that you had to be in the States for that. Probably. Well... Yes, yeah, or at the very least, you have to use a VPN. And I don't want to go back to the VPN when we're... Mm. I mean, I was trying to get to Target last week, to, yeah, last week, on my cell phone, Target.com, and it always comes up with this, um, the international border-free thing, which we've already talked about border-free, I'll never use them again. But for whatever reason, I could not get to Target.com on my cell phone for an entire week. And then I went this over the weekend to pay my bill, and I'm thinking, oh, 
am I going to have to try to do it on my phone or my iPad because I have one of the free VPNs there, and that was the only way I could get there before. But for whatever reason, it came right up and it said, you know, do you want to go to the U.S. site or do you want to ship using border free? So it let me go to the U.S. site without any problems, but and then I could get to it on my phone. But I had to use a VPN for a week to go to the website. I don't want to do that. We had five years of VPNs. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, honestly, when it comes to the streaming services, I've, I hope it's not like Hulu right now. There's literally one thing I want to watch on Hulu. What? Handmaid's Tale. Oh. That's the only thing. And you're not even, and you're not even watching that through Hulu. Well, no, but the point is, the idea is. You're watching one show, but you're subscribed. Just like um, the only reason I'd want CBS All Access is for Star Trek Discovery. And now Picard. That's it. There's nothing else I want to see except for the NCAA March Madness basketball. Sports. That's it. You know? I I mean, I literally only want to see... Like, I, I wouldn't even... Get the CBS All Access to watch NCIS, because that's on and that's a CBS show, all the NCIS shows. But you know, I still wouldn't subscribe to their online streaming just to get those shows. So no. I don't know. It's to me, it's a weird thing. It's a weird. I think we're we're moving into a place where you're getting a ton of. Streaming services, but I don't think you're getting a ton of really good content. Mm. We're making justifying subscribing. That's why I put it on the list. Cause well, that's something to think about for our exclusive content for the Patreon. We have to come up with something to make people want to subscribe to it, because it essentially is a subscription. Yes, but it's varying prices. But we have the ability to take into account what people are saying. Right. See, uh, a show like say The Mandalorian, they've made the show right, essentially. Been, yeah. So it's already been done. You know, like just like Watchmen, they've made probably I would say by now at least half the show by now. Right. You know, they're not taking into account what people are saying. They won't do that until the next season. Of that show. Because I think that... I was thinking about this with... We can be more nimble. Yeah. With streaming service... With their, like, shows. Essentially, you don't do a pilot episode anymore. You do a pilot season. No. That's so not true. Because... No. You can, like, watch an entire season in a day. No, 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 no. It's still not a pilot season, though. That show had a pilot, and that show had screenings and feedback and all that stuff before they ever announced that the show was going to get made and put on a service. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, by the time you hear about it, those those things have already happened mm-hmm. in TV. Um, the, the pilot, the idea, the pilot, the writing, where the show is going to go and all that stuff to put 
all this money because I believe the um, the Apple TV shows they're like they're talking like budgets like feature films almost per episode or whatever I mean they're high budget high ticket items they're these are not small things and even for the Oprah stuff it still just says on their website coming soon so whatever they're going to be doing with her is going to be huge you know what I mean and she was the next big thing in their keynote just one person one name Oprah So, I don't know. That's all I... I mean, that's kind of all I have. Uh, um, for those people out there that are all about the um, the gaming and, and they live in China, soon they might get a Nintendo Switch. Did you realize that Nintendo Switch hadn't gone to China yet? No, I didn't know that. I didn't either. I, I thought it was so just everywhere. It was just the ubiquitous thing. Yeah. That that no, it's not there yet. They they sold their first I guess one. I could buy a Switch on Taobao. Apparently, it was not either. They could buy the Switch and they couldn't buy the games, or something. But they said in the story the. Uh, Nintendo moves closer to China's Switch launch after nod for first game sale. That was October 30th, 2019. So, speaking of dates, what is today? Why? Why? Because the month, the thing, the thing that we're doing. Yeah, this is the Napa Dapa 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 man. We are into it. Day they two. know. They know. They know from, because yesterday was day one. Trust me, they are on top of it. Oh, but they are. I, I made sure that I put that out there yesterday after finishing my many hours of editing. Because, you know, the mommy. Yeah. And the two camera thing. Well, yeah, it was you and two cameras. And the back and forth and the conversation and the, you know, I had to go and do that yesterday. It was not fun. Is she reading it again today? Oh, yeah, we got to do ads, man. You got your ads ready? Aaron apparently is ready for you to do ads. But we have nothing else. What do you mean we have nothing else? You had nothing to begin with. Well, you don't have to me, that's bushy. So. Okay, well, we're waiting for you now. I think you should, you should, oh, because yesterday, for those that didn't listen to yesterday, yesterday, Karen was all flustered and worried about the script. And, oh, I have to get the script and I can't just say it and blah, blah, blah. So today, she's got a script. Right, Karen? She's got a script, so she's going to be the most professional and the the tightest delivery of of oh, no the ad goodness here. Because we do the free ads every Napod Padopado. God dang it, you got it half right. <laughs> Karen. 
damn thing. What am I doing now? Your list. You said you had two. You things. just had this gigantic build up, and you said, "What am I doing now?" Well, you also put in there the whole script thing. So, am I doing an ad, or am I talking about my item? Just talk about the things that were on your list. No, the ad. The ads. We need an ad. What are you talking about? You're she not going to add two things on our list. No, we're not talking about the list. We need an ad now. It's time for an ad. Go to the net. Karen, kick it.
So I had to text the doctor and say, the lady just showed up. Do I need to go and register again? And he was like, yes. So I go up there, and the lady's asking me all these questions. And I looked at her, I'm like, I don't speak Spanish. I'm sorry. But wait. You can get around this. So out comes the Google Translate. And I'm thinking now, oh, shit. How am I going to talk to the doctor? Because it's almost 2 o'clock, and this guy isn't here yet. And I'm number one in line. So I'm waiting and waiting and waiting for the doctor to show up, and then they call my name, and the doctor's not there yet. So when I get in with the Eames doctor, he's asking me where the school doctor is, and he's getting frustrated because I don't speak Spanish. And then he starts to lecture me. You're living in this country, and it hit me. As he's lecturing me, I'm like, this is how foreigners feel in the U.S. You're living in this country, you need to learn to speak the language. If I went to your country, you'd be expecting me to speak your language. And I just looked at him and I said, but I'm trying. It's not my fault this guy isn't here. I'm trying to learn the language. So he just like kind of throws his hands in the air and he's really aggravated. And he starts speaking to me, like telling me the things that I should have already known, but I didn't because the doctor never told me. The school doctor never told me. And so as he's telling me, I start typing it into my translator in English and then show him in Spanish to let him know that I'm, I am understanding what he's saying. And that was when everything kind of changed. He kind of like chilled out a bit and was asking me questions like, how long have you been in Mexico and do you speak other languages? So when I told him that we had only been here a year, but we had spent five years in China, so my brain still thinks in Chinese. And then I had to tell him that the doctor, the school doctor, is a parent of one of my students. And I'm not allowed to speak Spanish to the parents or to the students ever. And then it was like his total demeanor changed. It was like he, now he finally understood. But I was trying to speak as much Spanish as I could, which I'm sorry, Aaron. I'm glad you weren't there to be embarrassed with my pronunciation. I'm used to gringas. But I was trying really hard to speak as much Spanish as I could to show him that I was trying and that I did understand. But why did, why did any of that have anything to do with why you were there? Because honestly, your language acquisition is not his concern. It's not, but I had to be able to, t like, he's the one in control whether or not I get the, the next seven days. No, I understand that, but my point is, he's not a language coach. He's not, his job is not to be there to teach you the language. Right, and he's, he doesn't speak English either. And so when he was, like, lecturing me, all I could think about was, how many times have we heard Americans say, if you're going to live in our country, you need to speak our language. But how many times have I met Americans living outside of the U.S. who haven't even put forth any effort at all to learn the local language? And it was like, it was, it was like, I was getting the, the karma for all those assholes that said, you know, if you're going to live in the country, you need to speak the language. And he just assumed I wasn't, I didn't know any of the language because that's what the, 
the school doctor had said she doesn't speak any Spanish. She can't speak to you. It was really weird. But I was super proud of myself because I, I got the thing accomplished that I needed accomplished. I didn't have any help. I actually used some of the language that I could use. It was very much Spanglish. It was like the epitome of Spanglish. But I did it. And then I was exhausted for the whole next day. Because <laughs> it's a lot of work to... Because you had to use your brain to do Spanglish? No, because I had to use my body to walk all that way and then wait outside for the, the Uber for 15 minutes and get up and down the stairs. It's not easy. Okay. So that was my Eames experience. I don't know that I could have gone to a Chinese doctor without someone. Like I did here. I don't know that it would have been possible at all. Oh, it's possible. You could have done similar things, but uh, it probably would have taken longer. And they wouldn't. They aren't as patient at exactly. all. Okay. So we got a question of the week this week. Hit us. Go. Do it. Um, so the lady wrote, yesterday I was told by a family member that traveling is a fake way of dealing with reality. They told me to stop acting white. How do we change the mindsets of our people? Who is the our people that we're talking about here? She's a black woman, a black American woman. Okay. So... From the conversation that I was reading, this is actually quite typical for black folks all over the country. Like, there were probably 30 or 40 different commenters who said they've had family members say the same thing or something similar. Why you got to keep running away from your problems? You need to stay here. Quit taking the kids out of the country. Don't you know how dangerous it is? They don't need to go and see all the other stuff. I've lived here my whole life. I'm just fine. Yeah. So her question was, how do you change the mindset? I don't think that you do. Put a bag over their head and take them out of the country. Oh, God. You want to kidnap people. Kidnap them. <laughs> Well, for instance, look at your mom. Let's not. She's never been out of the country. Right? Except for Bahamas, I think. Freeport, okay. Nassau. But uh, I think the the issue here goes, I, I feel like, I, I was thinking about this earlier, and I, I, I tend not to want to have the super duper long montage of imagery and history lesson that happens in blackish but basically that's what this is this is a blackish episode uh going back to slavery and why why black folks are reticent to leaving the safety of home and this happens not only when you're talking from the united states out to other countries but this happens from City, visiting another city, going from state to state. This, 
or just going across town on the other side of the tracks. This is this has been a part of our reality that you don't you don't venture out. You don't go to places unknown to you because you don't know how you're going to be received when you get there. And the way to protect yourself and to protect your family members is to stay at home where it's safe, where people can help you to not be a trailblazer and not to go out there, out there. You know, Fievel can go out there, but the rest of us can't. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. that's, that is just, it's just part, it's kind of part of it. It's kind of part of the way we're, we're raised because, I mean, in, during slavery, going out there meant you could be killed. You know, slave catchers, uh, the, there is no venturing out. There is no seeing what's over that hill. We didn't have that luxury as a, as a group of people to, on our own terms, you know, go over there. You know, the only people that kind of did that were people escaping. People escaping slavery going into Canada. People escaping slavery and going, or during the Civil War, uh, toward the end of the war and stuff like that, going into the West, into Mexico even that that was just a i mean it was a like it was escape so now people are still seeing you going someplace else as escape if you're planning to not just be on vacation if you're going on vacation i mean a lot of people if you listen to how they talk even that vacation to another country for a week is also just as bad but yeah they you know it's like you go and you come back and you have pictures and people just kind of slough it off because you're back. Right. But the the planning of going, usually that's kept quiet. Nobody talks about it. And then all of a sudden they're like, okay, next week I'm going on a vacation. Can you water my plants? Well, where are you going? Right. Well, I'm just going over here to, you know, Freeport for a week. Oh. And then there's not enough time to tell you all the bad things that are going to happen to you by you leaving, leaving. Yeah, yeah. And then... Well, I remember Granny standing in our driveway. We were getting ready to go to Tuskegee for homecoming. And I remember Granny standing in our driveway, and she was really a wreck, like, worried about our safety, and we weren't even leaving the country. We were just leaving the state. I know. Like I said, this is a normal thing. This is a thing, that the idea that you're going to go somewhere in order to see and experience things that you have, that are foreign to the people where you are, family or friends, it doesn't really matter. You're always getting going to get pushback on that. Or at least being black, you're going to get pushback by those same well, people. They're going to be the ones telling you not to go. You, you have a, your cousin's daughter is living in Bali right now for six months on her own. And I was so proud of her for taking the leap. It's something she'd wanted to do. She saved up so she could do it. And she, she did it. And I was really proud of her for going and, you know, following her dream and living out an adventure. But it made me wonder how many people in the family had told her that she shouldn't do it. 
that it's dangerous. I know, but if you dwell on that, you're just wasting time and energy. You, you got to understand that is normal. So that. Well, that's what I tried to explain to the to the woman when I was part of this conversation was when we moved, we got all kinds of flack from family, from friends. You know, it was just why are you going? Blah blah blah. I even had a family member think that we were on the run from the law, which is crazy because you cannot get a passport if you're wanted by the law, you dumbasses. So, um And also you can't move because they would they could suspend your passport and you wouldn't be able to move from country to country. You'd be picked up right and you'd be picked up pretty quickly because it's not like they don't know where you are once you're starting to use your passport. Right. They know where you are all the time. Right. Well, so um and I said, you know, even two years out of living outside of the country, we kept getting, when are you coming back? When are you coming back? When are you going to come back and get a real job? Like teaching six days a week for two years wasn't a real job. Or you're a defector because you're not coming. You have no plans to come back. It was just really odd. It was really odd for me because... I didn't grow up with that you need to stay here and be safe mentality. Yes, but you were being called was an immigrant. They were they were attacking your patriotism and, and nationalism. Whereas for right. black folks that those are not concerns really. We're not we're not we're not gonna ever look at somebody and say, You're not being a patriot. That's just not part of our our even though many people are who were making these statements, calling us defectors, calling us you know, it was just crazy because I had, I'd never had anybody say that, but they, it was black folks that were saying it. Yeah. I mean, my grandmother moved from one country to another when she was 27 years old, 26 years old. So for me, that was just normal. You want to go live somewhere else? You just go. Yeah, but like I said, most. Most people don't see that as normal behavior from one state to another state. Agreed. So, okay. I mean, when I'm sure when my parents made the choice to go from Michigan to Delaware, it was the same thing. They were probably they probably got a lot of that pushback. You know, that you know, whatever. And then you have to, you know, you can either choose to justify it or just choose to live your life, you know. Well, and that's, I think that's the point everyone was trying to make, is that you can't allow the fears of others to control what you do. If this is something you want to do as a parent, as a person, to travel and to show your kids different places and different cultures and different customs and try new foods and have these experiences that's what you should do you shouldn't let the fear of your mother your grandmother your aunts your neighbor control what you're teaching your children yeah but i i, I guess the problem is many many people do not see those lessons as worthwhile many people don't see living in other countries, growing up in other places. They don't see they see that as 
an aberration, something wrong. Like there, to do that means that something has gone wrong. As opposed to, this is the thing that you're trying to do. Like that was your aim, was to give them those experiences and those things. A lot of people just don't have that. They don't have that in their lives. They don't have that in their, like, you know, just the idea that that you had with the kids to make it fun to go shopping and picking out different things to eat. Most people would never do that. They would never come up and just say, I'm going to buy this thing and try it. Most people wouldn't do it at the record store. They wouldn't just pick up an album and buy it and say, okay, I'm going to listen to it and I'm going to try to understand what this thing is, even though initially maybe I don't like it. Maybe I it doesn't rub me the right way. Um, but if I listen to it enough, I might get an understanding of it that I wouldn't have gotten before by it just being on the shelf at the record store. So people, most people I would say are not wired to doing the new different thing out of the blue, just going to do it. Just, just yeah, you know, yeah. trying things without any knowledge. We set the kids up really, really early with that. I know, but that's really that doesn't help the, the next person out there that wants to go and move. They're going to go through that. That's going to be what they go through with their family because that's just a part of having that family or having that dynamic play out over and over and over. And it won't be until black folks in America are traveling a lot more, are getting their passports. I mean, you got people that that won't even like live in Michigan, won't go to Canada, live in California, won't go to Mexico. Well, I mean, it's not weird. We don't go places. It's not weird. There's nothing weird about it. It's not safe. It's not safe for us to go to some parts of freaking Michigan. It's not safe. So when we when we are making a plan to go somewhere else that is unknown because of culture, food, language. That that idea of safety becomes even more real. So it's like it's just not a it's it's not foreign to fear what you don't know. And that's where that fear comes from. I mean, people used to talk about California that way. And that wasn't that long ago. Really? Hell yeah! You're talking what? A hundred years? Where people were... They could... They, they, they had a good grasp on the East Coast. They had a, a fairly good idea of what the Midwest was. But California was this other thing. You know, it was just this, literally this other thing. And in the 19, early 1900s, black folks moving out to California, it was, you might as well be going to Mars. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, it's just not, and I would say through the 50s and 60s, 
people were still feeling that way. The center of the United States was still on the East Coast. Right. You know? And for someone to say, I'm going to go to California, it was like, why? What are you going out there for? Like, what are you, the gold rush is over. You're not going out there for that. You know? So you what? Hollywood? Porn. What else? What other reason would you go to California? You know what I'm saying? I mean, what other reason in the 50s and the 60s? Yeah. You know, go out there and be a hippie. Maybe. By the time you know, the late 60s, early 70s comes around. That's not that long ago. That's our lifetime. Where people were not thinking of, of even California as being normal. And then here you come along just a couple, 20, what, 30 years later, 30, 40 years later, and you're talking about China? Yeah, right. That, that's not, that's not a, it's just not in most people's calculus that outside of vacationing, if you have money, that you're going to just leave the United States. Because remember, most people do not have the idea that living in the United States is something that someone would not want to do. Everybody wants to be in the United States until they get there. So, you know. And then they can't get out because they can't afford it because they can't get a job to pay them. There is that. They are trapped. I mean, so, I mean, it's just for black folks in America looking at traveling. Uh, all, I guess all, I mean, if you have that kind of not sit still kind of personality, like that's just who you are, the only thing you can do is just go yeah. and educate your people while you're there. You tell them what you're doing. You tell them what you're going through. You give them the information because most likely... They're, they're operating from a place of ignorance when it comes to being outside of their city, their well, state. You know what's really funny is someone asked me this week, were you more afraid to live in China or in Mexico? And I didn't understand what they were talking about at first. And they wanted to know the... The reality of the safety in China versus the safety in Mexico. Could I walk down the street any time of the day or night in China and not feel like I was going to be attacked? Whereas, can I walk down the street any time of the day or night in Mexico and not feel like I'm going to be attacked? And I said, you know, in China, I never worried, ever. I didn't worry about the kids going outside to play. I didn't worry about walking home from the bar in the dark with the kids by my or by myself one because it was just two blocks away but two because the crime in China is very minimal whereas the crime here I mean one of my co-workers was raped and robbed on her way to work one morning walking to school in broad daylight and the police here don't investigate it at all they don't care. So I would say the safety in, in China was like phenomenal versus here, it's a crapshoot every time you leave the house. But I also felt the same way in Thailand. 
I never felt really safe in Thailand either. Uh, Thailand, I never felt unsafe. Yeah, but I, I had these kids, I had students, high school students, telling me I won't go to parties and drink because that's when the people come and, and take you and now you're being trafficked. I had high school boys telling me we won't drink at a party because we have to be alert so that when we're walking home, we won't get snatched off the, the street. Or when we're going from the house to our car, we won't get snatched. So in my brain, it wasn't just girls who were being snatched up. It was boys who were being snatched up too. And I never felt, I never felt safe. I was always on alert. Like we rode the bot bus one time to go to the mall and it's an open air bus and the kids, one child was on either side of me. And I remember this group of guys getting on the bus and something about the way they kept looking at Keegan made me really uncomfortable. And I got my keys out and put them in between my fingers in case I had to protect the children. This is broad daylight on a public bus. But I just felt really uncomfortable with the way they kept looking at my daughter. Okay, but I don't... I don't know why broad daylight matters to you, but crimes happen all the time. Uh, well, if you think about things that are going to happen, it's going to happen in, in the dark. No, it's not. That's, see, private, that's that's something that that's you come up with, because that's just not how life works. Right. But I remember like talking with talking with her about this this you know idea of safety, and I said I was more worried about my kids going to the U.S. without a parent than I was anywhere else that we've been with them. I was more concerned for their safety with them in the U.S. I was more concerned with the, the safety of the three of you going back to the U.S. last year than I was any time we've been in Mexico. I, I would never I would never jump up and talk about the United States as being a safe place for black folks. So I think it's a it's a level of worry and fear that that we're used to in our cities. Well, but because it's not lived, safe. I wouldn't call we've it. We've lived outside of it for so long now that what I used to, like I never worried. I had I always had that little niggle in the back of my brain. But now it's at the forefront when you go back to the U.S. I am petrified. Like I, I'm constantly checking my phone. I'm, I'm messaging you all the time because I'm worried. And I don't have that here. And I haven't had that. I didn't have that in Thailand and I didn't have that in China. Like I said, it's... The level of stress and worry that you have living in the United States is just a state of mind that we're, we are used to. You would just you would adjust if you moved back. Of course, the initial stuff of being there again is weird, but you would you just adjust. It was you would just you would your level of 
of awareness just heightens over time. But for people leaving or people that are trying to force people to stay, it's a, it's a totally different thing because, you know, shouldn't you, shouldn't you leave a place that you don't want to be in? And see most people would say, sure, yeah, that's what you should do. You shouldn't stay in a place that's that you don't wanna don't wanna be in. But Americans are convinced that they should stay and fight for the better life in the place where they are. And right. that's where the whole traitor stuff comes in. Because it's like now you're leaving. But I'm, I've got to stay. And there's this resentment towards people that you've left and I'm left behind. And now that's just another person that's not, say, on my side when it comes to, say, politics or totally schools or whatever. I totally get that. Especially because that was a situation that I lived when I was a teenager, my sister was the one who felt like I had abandoned her because I made a choice not to stay in a place where I wasn't happy. But you can't continue to live your life to please other people. And we do that for so long. I keep seeing all these things. There's this one, this one image that keeps going around Facebook, and every time I see it, it just breaks my heart because it's a letter that a little girl wrote as part of a class assignment saying that when she's 100 years old, she's going to be living her best life on an island by herself, not worrying about anybody, and blah, 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 blah. But it makes me hurt because why do we teach our kids that they have to wait until the end of their life to enjoy it? To live it, to, to have adventures and see new things and live your best life, if you will, after all the other stuff. Why not start out living your best life? Life is not guaranteed. I'm 45 years old. My mom died at 45. I'm going to live every second of every day to the best of my ability. I'm not gonna wait till the kids go some, go off to school or move out before we start doing things that we want to do. Okay. And that's the mentality Americans have. Yes, and everybody would call you selfish. No, I take the kids with me. No, I'm saying, but that's what they're saying. That's what they would call that. That would be called selfishness. That you wanted to do this because that's what you wanted to do, and you're you should be sacrificing. You should not be allowed. To do anything for yourself. That's just... I, I mean, these are... I, I would say these are just... I, I hate to say age-old. But these are things... These are uh, identity-defining things for Americans. This is who Americans are. Puritans didn't go around talking about, I want to live my best life. No. This is not this is not a thing. It's not an American thing to even consider living your best no. life or whatever that bullshit is. It's 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 all it's all doing what you need to do based on the choices that you've already made. 
And yep. it's not about being, I mean, honestly, it's not about being happy. A lot of people act like that's what they want, but that's not. It's not about, it's not, it's not, a, it's about struggle. It's about fight. It's about working hard and earning something or, you know, I mean, that's, that, those are the things that Americans value. And if they think you're going to be happy without doing all that other stuff by leaving the country, then they, they see it as a problem. You are, you are a traitor, not only to the country, but you're a traitor to the culture. Yeah. yeah. That makes the thing the the clock tick. And a lot of people they I think at a very base level that's exactly what they're talking about when they get mad at you for wanting to go and live somewhere else outside of the United States. But they also do that if you go from Detroit to Chicago. Yep, yep. You know what I mean? You go from Detroit to San Diego. They do the same thing. Because you're going to go to a place that doesn't have, say, as much snow and not cold, and you're not going to you're not going to feel like us when it's January. You're going to be having fun and enjoying the sun, and we're going to be suffering, and you should be suffering the way we're suffering, and all of that yeah. stuff. That's the that's what we do. Yeah. You know, it's a part of. Honestly, it's part of being American. You know. It, it is. So, unfortunately, for people that want to go to other places, they have to fight. I mean, that's, that is getting to that place. That is what we go through in order to get there. And then to find out, wow, Thailand is awesome. You know? And, right, and right. not just on vacation, but like on a daily basis. And the food and, and maybe beaches or scenery or clean air or blue skies or even the rainy season. I mean, it's just like everything is like really, really cool and different. And, you know, most people, they don't ever get a chance to experience a lot of that stuff. Money, of course, is one thing, but their own mindset is what keeps them from ever trying. Well, and I, well, and I think it's mindset more than money. Well, it is, but it isn't because there's a lot of people that would never be able to afford to move their family to a place like Phuket from the United States. That's just not a, not even a thing. If they did what we did, they could. If they sold it all, they got jobs and sold it all, they could absolutely do it. It's a choice. I mean, it is a choice to work toward it. Sure. But that doesn't mean you could have... We did not work toward it, Aaron. We did it in 30 days. Yeah, I know, but we also lived a very different life. We didn't pay for housing. We didn't pay for a car. We didn't pay for insurance. Right. We didn't have to pay. I mean, there's so many things that allow that to happen from where we were coming from. I mean, it's just that most people, most people in America couldn't even begin to imagine having the amount of disposable income that we had just by working as a teacher in China. Because teachers are in the States make, make way more money. But to have the amount of disposable income is something totally different. Oh, God. She's got to pee again. Terrible. We should just end. We'll turn around then. 
So, um, since you have to pee, we'll end the podcast. Really? Really? Well, yeah. Well, yeah. We yeah. ain't waiting another 20 minutes for you to get up and get back. Oh, no, no. We're ending it. I'm ending it right now. You you go take care of the mommy because this, this the pee thing is is ridiculous. And we'll be we'll be back to you tomorrow. Because remember, there is tomorrow. Okay. Because the napa dapa dopa do. So you you go do your thing. If you want to follow the traveling fars, you can follow us on the YouTube, Facebook, Pinterest, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, at the Traveling Fars. If you like the Instagram or the Twitters, Traveling Fars. And if you like the email, travelingfars at gmail.com and the blog space. The travelingfars.blueberry.net. No ease in the blueberry. Don't forget that all of our stuff is going to the blueberry and the YouTube. So you've got to go to the YouTubes to see all of our Napadapadopado or Napadpomo 2019. That's the only way you're going to see all of us. So you got to, you know, ring the bells and all that craziness. That people do on the YouTube so that you don't, you know, don't miss an episode and blah, 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 blah. Oh, God. There's a big head looking at me. So, there you go. We're out of here. Aaron, say goodbye to the people. Real loud. Goodbye. Peace. Look at the camera. Did you turn the camera off? Why would you turn the camera off when you got to say goodbye to the people?